Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahoman's Oklahoma State football podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined as always by Jacob Unruh, and we are back at Stone Cloud, finally. It's been finally too long. Back. It's been way too long. I'm out of practice. I've kind of had withdrawals. Right, exactly. Like, like we got we to get Stone Cloud. Yes, that's, uh, that might be a 12-step program in the future, <laughs> but uh, still, I understand. Um, we're back. We're going to talk some signing day. We're here on signing day, actually. Uh, all the signings have uh, been going on all morning, and uh, we're here. Oh, you uh, think is done for the day? Looks that way. There's one uh, one guy floating out there that uh, that that doesn't sound like he's leaning toward mm-hmm. Oklahoma State. Uh, there were a couple of guys coming into the morning, but uh, one of them, Macho Stevenson, has picked Texas Tech. Man, so. that Macho man. I just. Uh, Not so macho. Uh, yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, but So we'll talk signing day. We'll talk a little bit about the bowl game. Um, just uh, really glad to be back here at Stone Cloud, even though it's a, a, what, a Wednesday morning. And, it's a uh, quiet Wednesday. It you is. Know, it's, right. It's, you know, it's noon. Right. We're hitting the noon hour here. It's quiet. It's pretty much just us and, and Bruce the cat who keeps cruising by on the, uh, on the patio That's outside. That's a rather large cat outside. Right. Very fluffy. Very Man. Uh, very Christmassy feeling cat. Yeah, like yeah. He got, like he got into the Christmas turkey a little early, <laughs> something like that. So, uh, so lots to talk about. Uh, Want to remind everyone to subscribe to the Cowboy Sports Minute as always. Keep up to date with all the things that are going on Oklahoma State wise from the Oklahoman. We'll do our best to uh, keep you informed through the Cowboy Sports Minute. With that said, what is your uh, beverage of choice here on this uh, almost Christmas? afternoon we, we did the rare thing we did we both got the same beer first time the first time we've done this but it's the holiday spirit exactly so we got to go with the neon noel right it's just their neon sunshine yes. their wheat their belgian style wheat with a little holiday kick to it yeah. a little holiday flair what did i say cranberry orange tangerine ta- uh, some cinnamon tangerine, some cinnamon coriander maybe mm-hmm. yeah some different things so that's what you know gotta be festive here right um so so cheers to the holidays. Yeah. I, I, I desperately want to know if you can taste the coriander. You can taste a lot in this, and it's really good. <laughs> There's a lot of different things in this. I have no idea what coriander is. I have no idea either, but no. I know you can taste a lot of different things. All right. Very good. I haven't tried mine yet. Looking forward to it. Um, uh, technically, this should probably be my beer. Um, oh, yeah. But I, I went back and looked. Uh, we did have a couple of score predictions in the West Virginia video that we did a few weeks ago. Is that like two years ago? It feels that way. Okay. Uh, nobody picked West Virginia. Oh, well. Um, am I, am I don't I know the West Virginia people pick West Virginia. Yeah, no. Um, anyway, so nobody technically won. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and give this beer, though, that I'm going to drink to Evan Troy. He was our most yeah. loyal commenter score predictor of the season. You're in a giving mood in the I, holiday it's, season. It's the holiday it's, season. Yeah. So, so I'm going to drink this one for Evan. Well, He's Merry Christmas, there. Evan. You That's get a right. free beer that, for, for Scott that you didn't know about. Exactly. Congratulations. So, um, very excited to, to drink this. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, this is a, a holiday beer. They also have another one that you... Uh, There's a couple of them. There, there are a couple, couple of, stouts. A couple of, uh, couple of options. Mr. Grinch, uh, you didn't think 14%? 
<laughs> a fourteen percent stout was right at uh, uh, at, at eleven forty-five yeah, on a Wednesday might morning. Be a little much when there's still right. work to be done today. Ooh, this smells um, good. It's good. It's good. Um, but I should have, you know, maybe I should have done it to honor Mike Boynton's shoe choice last yesterday afternoon for right? the uh, yeah. basketball game when he wore the uh, Nikes that looked like Grinch feet. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I should have. Maybe um, so. They've also got the you know the Billy Mac mm-hmm. from uh, Love Actually, right? Another stout that's like thirteen and a half percent. You know, right? Um, so you know, Stone Cloud used to do this thing in Oklahoma City before this tap room was open that. They had like a run of stouts during the holiday season, and they did it in a week, or they spread out over a few weeks. They did multiple releases, and it was like five or six different stouts with all different character names. They had, um, and a lot of times they were quote unquote villains, maybe a little bit, oh, kind of okay. those kind yeah. of characters, uh-huh. uh, you know. And so uh, they had something from what uh, Frosty the Snowman, and just different things. And so that was always fun. fun. Yeah, fun stuff. Right. And they're always usually really good. This is fantastic. Really enjoying this. This is going to be a uh, a, a great way to start. Uh, well, sign day has been going for a while yeah. for us. We've been up a yeah. while at this point, but um, good way to continue the day. All right. Well, let's. Uh, like I said, we'll talk some bowl stuff later toward the end of the show. Got our but Stone Cloud six pack later that's too. Right. We'll get into that as well. Some fun stuff for that. But let's uh, let's talk about this signing class. Seventeen guys. Not a huge class. No. Um, you know when you talk about. Excitement level and early impact. I think the portal guys are are the more significant guys in those two categories. Um, you know, I know Oklahoma State fans are going to look at the uh, the the rivals and and twenty four seven rankings and see them down in the fifties and and be disappointed. Uh, but I think that they got they got some guys that come in and help right away. They got some guys that they feel like they can develop, and they got a really talented quarterback in this class. And I think I think they checked a lot of boxes. Even yeah. if there's no four stars, five stars in this in this class, and there's a, and there's a couple of two stars, um, you know. But uh, I think that they filled a lot of needs with what they did. J- Jacob, just your early impressions of of the class. Yeah, you know, I think they look for guys they can develop. That's what right. OSU likes to do. And when you look at guys, they they feel good about what they got. When like like a Tywin Ray mm-hmm. um, from Georgia, that's a late addition, a guy that I think that. They feel like was a steal, right? Gundy talked openly about that today. They, mm-hmm. they feel like that guy's a steal. Yeah, um, that's kind of been hurt by the portal recruiting that he kind of disappears. Um, that's the kind of guys I feel like they were looking for in general. We're trying to find those guys that maybe flew a little bit under the radar in their mind. They could go and get and really kind of develop those guys into stars. Yeah, um, Taiwan Ray is a, is a good example of this, but also Cam Franklin, two safeties that are both six two. And this is something that has become, you know, whether it's just coincidence here lately with their recruiting or if they're specifically targeting guys like this, they're getting some really tall DBs. Uh, they got uh, they got two of them on this uh, on this one. You also got uh, R.J. Lester, who's six one, uh, but is has a very long frame. Um, you know, you look at last year, you've got Cameron Epps, who was a six three corner. Um, go back two years, you have. Kendall Daniels, who's obviously six four and and <laughs> yeah. and really playing well at this point, so you see what they're doing with some of these big guys, and um, you know these two specifically are are safeties. So you know if they if their bodies develop, maybe they become linebackers someday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you look at Cameron Epps, if uh, you know he develops, maybe he becomes a safety someday or or even a linebacker too. But um, you know 
they offer versatility. The you know height is one of those things you can't coach, and so I think there's a lot of value in what they're doing uh, with finding some long, long-bodied defensive backs who can run and and, and make plays. Um, you know, I watched watched film on a couple of these guys, and you see some of those. Kendall Daniels type plays being made, guys yeah. that go up and, and make plays at the uh, at the line of scrimmage, come up in the box and go and hit people, and they've got guys that can do that. I think that's uh, a really important factor in what they're identifying in the defensive backs that they're looking at. So that's one thing that that really stands out to me. Um, you look at what they got uh, across the board on the offensive line. Got some uh, some guys with some really good size. Even Jacoby Sanders, uh, you know, they've got him listed at three ten, which is up from what he was back in the mm-hmm. summer. Um, and Mike Gunny talked a lot about his strength. Obviously, he's known this kid forever. Yeah, being a Stillwater guy, uh, being um, you know same same age as, as Gage, as Gage, and close friends. Yeah, exactly. So he's watched this kid grow up basically. And, you know, said that within a year he could be the strongest kid on the team, which is uh, saying a lot when you're talking about an 18-year-old kid. So, um, Jack Indeen, 6'6", 285, and, uh, and you watch him and, and you just – is a guy that just looks like a left tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, really, really solid uh, group of guys on the offensive line. Gage Sandaland is a guy uh, – Staniland, a guy that – that's my favorite name in the group, right? Staniland. Staniland. rolls off the tongue. It's nice and smooth. Um, but a guy that, that was kind of an under-the-radar mm-hmm. guy that they feel like they can, uh, that they can develop the same way like, like with, with Ray that you mentioned. So they've got some, uh, got some real promise for the future out of, out of this group. And because of the, the guys that are coming in from the portal, you don't have to ask a lot of these guys right yeah. away. Uh, whereas if you didn't have, you know, if you cut the portal entries in half, uh, maybe this group of guys is being asked to do a lot more mm-hmm. right away. And I, I think that really helps with the uh, the development of, of this class. Anything else that, that stands out to you off of that sheet there in front of you? I mean, I, there's a couple of people we need to talk about. I think we need to talk about um, Isaiah Kima. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they got him late uh, out of the Lubbock area. Um, talented offensive lineman. One of the more talented offensive line they got in this class. Right, he's going on a two-year mission. Right, which I think is fascinating um, that they would take him in a lot of regards. Not that they shouldn't. Right. I'm just saying that it's just interesting you do that knowing that you can't have him for two more years. Right, um, and his and his letter of intent expires after one. Yeah. So, so, I mean, essentially the paper he signed is yeah. is is mostly worthless. It's just sort of uh, his way of saying I'm coming back. Yeah, and and Gundy said today that he. Trust him that he's going to come back. Do right. trust them that he's going to be a guy that they're going to get in two years and be able to have and develop? And um, he really likes the character of him and everything. I think that's just fascinating that you've got a guy like that that you can you feel comfortable enough that you're going to willing to commit in a really long term way. Right. To. Yeah. It's uh, and like you said, this was a guy who had Nebraska, Texas A and M, Texas Tech after mm-hmm. him uh, late in the process. So to uh, to pull him. Um, you know, really solid, you know, six four two ninety eight, uh, an offensive lineman that can do a lot of things, be a versatile guy for you. That was uh, that was really important. Obviously, the most important thing is getting him back in two years. Uh, but you know, to get his word at this point, you, mm-hmm. you feel like means a lot. 
most of the guys who do this end up back at the the school that they originally signed with and you know it doesn't count against your scholarship limit at this Mm -hmm. point because he's not actually on scholarship right so there's not a lot of risk but possible some possibly some big rewards down the line when you get him back as a as a 20 year old who's Mm -hmm. more physically developed and and just a a true freshman at that point so and big sooner big rewards Mm -hmm. we've not talked about zane floors at all right which is the gym of the class absolutely the class is built around quarterback really good passer Mm -hmm. improving runner i think that's Gundy seems really excited to have Zane Flores. I mean, they put a lot of work to make sure they kept him, too. Yeah. Uh, big reveal of the day, which you, you just uh, mentioned there in, in talking. F-L-O-R-E-S, pronounced Flores. Yes, like the I've floor. been saying it wrong for, for months at It this floored point. me. Hey. <laughs> oh, look at you. Oh, you've had too much already. Yeah, it's uh, already, I'm, yeah. I'm cutting you off. A couple drinks here, and right? I'm already bringing out the dad jokes. So mm-hmm. it's, uh... But, yes, yeah. Zane Flores, 6'3", 200. Um, his, uh, you know, I, I wrote a story about him for for Wednesday's paper that people can go check out on Twitter if they want. Um, talked to his coach a couple of times over the course of the season. Talked to him a couple of times. The numbers that he put up at Gretna, Nebraska, are ridiculous. Um, not just in terms of what that school has done historically, mm-hmm. because they haven't had a lot of great passing quarterbacks in their in their history. Um, I think I think number two on the uh, Gretna all time passing chart is at like 3,700 yards, mm. and he's over 9,000. So quite a disparity yeah. in what he's done there. Uh, but, I mean, set the record in the, the state of Nebraska for, uh, for the largest class in terms of career passing yards. Done a lot, of, uh, a lot of things. The thing that stands out more than anything is his accuracy. He was dealing uh, – he was, he was playing – you know, he lost his best receiver this year to injury – it didn't didn't slow them down. They still found guys to catch the ball, completing over seventy percent of his passes the last two years. Really impressive, and that's the hardest thing to develop in a quarterback is to make someone who isn't accurate mm-hmm. accurate. And I think when you got a guy with this frame, this athletic ability, this strength, and he's already accurate, you've got real promise in what you're developing at your quarterback position in, in Zane Flores. Yeah, and, and and Mike talked about the big arm and everything he can do with that, but he really liked the running ability through yeah. this last few months too. Yeah, and in, in talking to Zane the other day, I asked him you know, what, what he felt he had improved on, and the two things he pointed to were his rushing ability, that he felt like he, he's become a lot more mobile, and he feels a lot more comfortable in reading defenses now than he was back in August when I talked to him the first time. So... Those two things, I think, have a chance to give him a chance to come in mm-hmm. and compete right away for, for this starting job. It's not going to be easy. He's going up against no. guys that are going to have several months, mm-hmm. uh, or in the case of Gunnar Gundy, uh, you know, over, well over a year, almost two years basically, in, in the program. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a lot different for, uh, for him in that scenario, but he's got a lot of tools to come in and, and be in the mix right away. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to speak of the starting – quarterback i mean if if osu still looks to the portal we can talk more about that later but Mm -hmm. the portal for quarterback with spencer sanders leaving as well yeah so um yeah just fascinating all the way around when you look at this quarterback situation right garrett rangel gunner gundy zane flores it's gonna be really fascinating yeah it absolutely is got uh two oklahoma kids on the on the list which is actually about them actually a low number for uh, for what 
I think it's kind of low across the board. I don't think OU got very many. I think right. they got one or two as well. Right. I think it's just yeah. kind of that kind of year, I think, one of, with one across of those the type state. Of years. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Oklahoma State was in on Tajay McCoy at Putnam mm-hmm. City until late. Coach Prime came in and, yeah, uh, Prime, and, man. and, Prime and time. swiped him up. So, uh, But Jaden Foreman, uh, listed at 6'5", 250, basically anybody that's seen him recently yeah. uh, insists that there's no way he's Gun- still 250. Gundy talked about like 270, 280, right. didn't he? Yeah, said he said he'll th- he thinks he'll be 290 before Two, long. Yeah, 290 before long, and that's what it was. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, but 6'5", was, uh, was surprising to me. I don't think we had him listed that uh, that tall. No, we had 6'3", so. didn't we? Right, I mean, yeah. Yeah, 6'5", I mean, it's impressive. He, yeah, so if you start talking about a guy who's 6'5", 270, when he gets on campus, yeah, um, you're talking about you know easily a, a 290 to 300 pound guy that is very athletic and can move. Really Last well. I saw him was in July, so I don't, right. I couldn't tell you quite now, but uh, yeah, um, another Australian left-footed punter, yeah, to uh, to to jump right in Hudson Cup from uh, from Seymour, Australia, in uh, in Victoria. Uh, I've interviewed the guy twice, actually. Um, <laughs> Long story as to why I've interviewed him twice for one story, <laughs> but uh, um, had some technical difficulties on my end. We had to, to, uh. to revisit the uh, the interview. So, uh, but really nice kid, twenty one years old. Um, you know, wanted uh, thought he had a chance to get drafted into the uh, the top Aussie Rules Football League, and um, had an injury uh, the first time that he was coming around for for draft. Next year was COVID. And then he, he just sort of uh, didn't know what direction things were going to go. He's a real estate agent. Uh, all sorts of fascinating That's stuff just, about this guy. I just love when they bring Australian players in like this. It's fun. Yeah. He he got talked into going to a tryout at Pro Kick Australia, which is the same organization that produced Tom Hutton and Jory Sandy and, and uh, Michael Dixon and all these other guys. Um, got talked into it by a friend. He had kind of thought about it, so his friend mm-hmm. kind of gave him the nudge that put him over the over the top. But when he got there, he had never held an American football. Huh. And goes out there and, and kicks incredibly well. They bring him in, and, uh, you know, he starts a month later. And uh, you know, a few months after that, Oklahoma State starts, uh, starts getting some film on him and, and starts getting really interested. And, uh, you know, hmm. within seven months of him first holding an American football, he had a scholarship offer. So Fascinating. It's wild Absolutely stuff. fascinating. It absolutely is. We got we got to talk about Lardarius Webb Jr. as well. Yes, um, I'm really excited about him. Yes, I think he's going to be big time player for him. Gundy seemed really excited about mm-hmm. him too. Um, obviously, his dad played in the NFL for a while, won a Super Bowl. Um, his dad was pumped too. I saw a tweet from his dad other today. His dad's pumped to get Stillwater. Yeah. Um, but I just this is a guy that when you're losing Thomas Harper mm-hmm. um, at that nickel safety position. Um, that I think can come in and have a chance to fill that role. Right. Um, can go – Gundy even mentioned he might be able to play corner. They're going to figure that out later. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a guy that I think covers really well, had a lot of interceptions in junior college, was an All-American, and gets the ball, I think can defend really well. Um, I think this was a big get for OSU in this class was to go and get a guy like him. Yeah. Um, you look at this list, and obviously the two junior college guys are the ones that jump out right away as the early impact type of guys. The other guys, you're going to have to get them on campus and see where they fall. But when you look at Lardarius Webb Jr. and Iman Oates, you see immediate opportunities. Webb, my, my, he, said, he gave me one of the greatest quotes maybe <laughs> of, of the year. Um, 
I asked him about, uh, I said, for people that haven't seen you play, what do you think your strengths are? He says, my, it's my coverage skills. That's, that's where I'm most comfortable. And then he goes, I cover 50% of the world. God covers the rest. <laughs> spectacular. Oh, I love it. Spectacular. Oh, stuff. he's gonna he's gonna be great. He he's is. He's gonna be great. He's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, coming <laughs> coming in from Jones College in, in Mississippi, where he had nine picks over two years, mm-hmm. uh, a guy that uh, that really has seems to have um, a, a knack for getting to the ball, and um, you know, if you take Jason Taylor the second out of this secondary, which we don't know for sure, there's no nothing Not yet, nothing official. I'm leaning but towards it, I'm leaning towards let's take him out for now. In seems this like he's probably heading to the NFL after the bowl game. Um, but we'll see. So, uh, but you're going to need a guy like that. Mm-hmm. You know, Kendall Daniels has shown a little bit of that too. Um, but you're going to need a guy to go. Uh, you know, they they really hurt at times when Thomas Harper got hurt. Yeah, late in last season at that position. So I think they need to get a guy like this in there, right, to solidify some things. really because yeah, really I helps think Flanagan and Daniels. If you lose Jason, mm-hmm. I think you have those three. That's a pretty good second safety right. group right yeah. there. So yeah, rather than having to play one of those two guys. A little bit out of position. Mm-hmm. You know, Flanagan was a little bit out of position yeah. when they asked him to move there. They used Jabbar Muhammad there. Obviously, he's gone as well. He's already in the portal. So, um, yeah, somebody like this that can come in and, and has those skills. He's not afraid to go make tackles, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, really solid. I'm an Oates, 6'3", 300, a guy that was, uh, according to rivals anyway, not recruited at all yeah. coming out of high school. No interest at whatsoever. Tulsa Edison. So, um you know, and, and goes and plays two years up there, puts up some really good numbers. And, I mean, 6'3", 300, and athletic, uh, there's not a lot of those guys no. walking around. And, and, and Mike even pointed out, he's like, that, they wanted guys that size. They mm-hmm. wanted big guys that they knew that had the frames that could do this, could be athletic. And he's like, it's hard to find guys like that in Oklahoma yeah. alone. And so he's got a local guy, families nearby, state and state. I think they're really excited about him. Right. Yep. He was a good get this morning. He was a guy that we didn't know they were going to get for sure until right. this morning. Yeah. So that was yeah, he, that was the uh, Christmas surprise on signing day. It was. It was, was Iman Oates. That's exactly right. Um, the biggest surprise when I was handed this piece of paper that has all the signings on it uh, was actually the guy right above him on the list, Ricky Lolahia, who I've had. He's been committed for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, last summer, I believe. And at the time, he, we, we had him listed at 6'4", 250. 64307. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's grown up a bit. Gundy said he's going to have to uh lose some of that weight, yeah. I think. I, yes. what, what did he say it was uh slim down when slim he slim down. When he, when yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. Rob Glass. Yeah, I think uh Rob Glass is going to have some fun with this guy um, mm-hmm. a little bit. So that made me really laugh cuz I had no idea. I mean, I just go what well, we have on the weight and all of a sudden that right. size like, "Oh my goodness." Mm-hmm. So uh he's he's uh he had a he had a big year of growth. Yes. Put it that way. Yes, he did. A big fall of growth. That is absolutely correct. Um, one thing we don't know about this class is how many of these guys will be coming in in January as opposed to June. True. Um, a few guys that I've talked to that I know, uh, well, I haven't talked to Iman Oates, but he posted on he, his um, Twitter bio says that he's a December graduate. So there we go. He's, you would expect he'll be here in January. Here. Lardarius Webb says he'll be here in uh, in January. Zane Flores will be here in January. Just a few off the top of my head yeah. that I know out of guys that I've uh, actually. Uh, Foreman plays basketball, so I'm not looking for him. Right. But. Yeah, I would not not expect him to be. So, um, oh, uh, Hudson Cock, the punter, is also coming in January. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he, 
he's not in school. Why not? Right. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He. Um, Surprised he's not already here. He had. Uh, he had, had had quit his job at the uh, at the real estate firm and and was uh, just kind of relaxing through okay. through December. Of course, it's summer down there, so oh, well, that's true. Can't beat that. Get a, a free month in summer. Just Ooh, just chill. Rude awakening he gets here. Right. Yeah. I. I've, yeah. I feel sorry for him Oof. when he, when he arrives next month. All right, man. Anything else with uh, with this class? We should probably touch on on the portal guys, just because we haven't yeah. uh, haven't really discussed them. Gundy would not talk point. about them today. By right. the way, would not would would not address the portal guys. Yes. I think a little bit of it was there's still some un you know there uh, he's unsure a, a little bit of, of who there's he a lack can of clarity. About. Yeah, he yeah, lack clarity who he can talk who he can and can't talk about. Yeah, so I think that was the issue. But right, seven guys. Yeah, seven seven guys coming in off the uh, portal, which we figured out is not the most in the country now, right? Not anymore. No, it was there for 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 quite a while. Arizona State's lapped the field. Uh, right? Yeah, and them SMU has has passed OSU. Uh, there's a few Michigan guys. caught them. Yeah, um, yeah. So there's a there's a few programs now that uh, that are that are up there. But it's it's fascinating to me that you have these. Let, let, let's start here. The fascinating the last month. Mike Gunny talks about how he's not a portal guy, mm-hmm. doesn't like the portal, all this. And then he goes out and gets seven guys within, what, two weeks right. of yep. the portal? And it's more of a necessary evil in his mind, I right. think. That's exactly what it right. Is. Yeah. He, he dislikes what the portal represents, mm-hmm. which is why he calls himself not a big portal guy. The other reason I think he calls himself that at that time was that you know he's he needs guys to stay yes. in the program. He needs them to know that he believes in them yes. and and what they can do for this program. So there are reasons he said what he said. It wasn't just him talking out his ass for lack of a better term. Right. Yeah. Um, that said, he's never been afraid of taking transfers. He's never had to do it at this magnitude no. before. Uh, even last year, you know, they, now they they it was a little bit frustrating because they went after more guys than they brought in. They brought in three at mm-hmm. the end. Uh, lost 13 scholarship guys in the portal. Brought in three. Probably could have used at least a couple of more. Yeah. But this year, you know, they have eight or nine guys go out the first day. They start throwing out offers like crazy. They actually sent out some offers even before that to some guys that were in the portal early. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, to, to pull in seven already and i don't think they're done I, no. I think i think they could reach double digits pretty easily in yeah. this in this class um but you look at the uh, the list of the seven guys i think i think six of them are on the two deep immediately i i think the only one uh, that i i think has to you know wait is kind of a wait and see type of guy is noah mckinney who was just a true freshman last year redshirted right. at unlv yeah yeah that's a guy that might need a little more, more time with Rob Glass and right. things like that when he gets here. Yeah. I mean, that's really – that's more like a high school signing yeah. than, than a portal edition uh, because yeah. he just had the one season out But out I think there. Justin Wright fills in for Mason Cobb. Right. Um, Anthony Goodlow, I think, is going to be one of the starting ends. Yeah, he becomes Defensive kind of the, your, your Tyler Lacey guy. Yeah. You can place him inside, place him outside. Yeah, that's a big pickup from – two big pickups from Tulsa. Right. Um I think Stribling's going to be heavily involved yeah. in the receiving game. Obviously, uh, Sean uh, Tyler. Sean Tyler. I yes, almost said Taylor. Back. Sean Taylor, like <laughs> the safety. Sean Tyler. Sean Tyler. Uh, I think he's going to be a big part of the backfield. I mean, you've got guys like that that have had good experiences at the Division One level mm-hmm. 
that have developed really strong ways that I think are going to come make immediate impact. Yeah. And I'm missing more. And that's four. I mean, right. right. you got Kenneth Harris, the cornerback from yeah. Arkansas State. You've got a vacancy now with, with Jamar yeah. Muhammad in the portal. So he's a guy that can, can either fill in or, or at least mm-hmm. compete for that job with Cam Smith right away or, or one of the other guys. You, know, mm-hmm. you see how things develop. Cam Smith seems to be the guy right now because he's been forced into action. But, um, and then seemed like there was one more that you, that you didn't mention. Maybe you got them all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dalton Cooper. Dalton, Dalton Cooper, Cooper, yeah. Of course. The, but I think Cooper's got a chance to come in and start this offensive. Yeah. I mean, he's been a really good tackle at Texas State. He didn't allow Very a sack good. in, like, what, a million snaps or something? Something I mean, like was, that, yeah. Seven over, over three seasons. I mean, at least a million snaps. I mean, yes. it's just, you know, don't check me on that. But I think it's, you yeah, know. I I'm mean, sure that's He played a ton of snaps, part. and he he's not giving up sacks. So, I think you put him in one of those tackle spots and yeah. let him go. Yeah. Um, but uh, – not to downgrade your million snaps comment, I mean, but over 2,400 snaps total, uh, seven sacks allowed, only 15 penalties. Yeah. I mean, when tw- you're at left tackle, you're playing that many snaps. Mm-hmm. He played over, over 800 snaps three seasons in a row, and you're penalized 15 times. That's – Yeah. I mean, a million, 2,400, man, that's close. It's in the ballpark. I'm, I'm still going to go with a million. Yeah. It's – uh, but I mean, me you're looking at three guys out of that group that are going to be super seniors, have one year left. Uh, three guys being Cooper, Harris, and Stribling have two years left. So you got a little bit of time to work with uh, with them. McKinney, like you said, he just redshirted. Mm-hmm. You got four years left. So, and they're in on other guys. They're in on a tight end. Mm-hmm. They're in yeah. on uh, some more linemen. Right. And they're they're not done. You're right. They're not done. They're no. going to keep and, and we're going to see what happens after the bowl game. And yeah, exactly. You're going to have more more guys going out after the bowl game. You're going to have guys going to the NFL who haven't announced mm-hmm. yet, like we talked about with Jason Taylor possibly. Um, so you're going to have more movement after the bowl game. And it, I would say I would say 98 percent sure they will get a portal quarterback mm-hmm. in this class. And and not not a young guy. I don't think. I no, think this I is think it's an older guy. Yeah. Um, you know, I know, I know some OSU fans are excited about guy, a guy like Hudson Card or mm-hmm. somebody like that. Um, and I'm not saying that he's not a good player. I just think I think they want somebody that's more proven yeah. than that who could come in and, and maybe be a bridge to the young guys that they've yeah. got. Yeah, because they've because Gundy's talked to us a bunch about how the way the court the portal works for quarterbacks now is the craziest thing, mm-hmm. and you've got to you you can only play one, so you've got to find a way to keep the younger guys on your team. Right. So I think if you bring in a Hudson card or someone like that, you could lose a Garrett Rangel right. with talent and experience, or Zane Flores could come here for a year and realize, I mean, I played for a little while, so yeah. I'm going to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And Gundy doesn't want that. No. So I think, I think I'm, I'm with you. I think that's going to be an older guy. Yeah. Um, you know, Brennan Armstrong has been the one that I kind of mm-hmm. was kind of wait and see. Um, you know, all the reports were he was looking at OSU in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin landed a young guy in Nick Evers from OU. Um, but they still have they have no experience on their on their depth chart, no. and so I could still see them adding another one and getting yeah. a, a guy like him. So I'm I'm not saying I'm I don't know that for sure that Wisconsin's door is closed yeah. to Brennan Armstrong at this point. Maybe the winner so, of Tuesday's game next week is the winner gets Brennan Armstrong. Maybe so. Maybe he shows up with the maybe, two hats. Uh, and Luke Fickle and Mike Gundy have already shook on it. The winner right? gets him. Yeah. Maybe he just shows up with two hats, and <laughs> yeah. whoever wins, he puts yeah. that hat, hat on and yeah. walks to their locker room. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, the, the most interesting thing, and, and here's, here's the funny scenario. Sorry, the funny, no, you're good. What if they've shook on it, but 
Brent Armstrong has no idea this is the deal. That's even better. I like I like it that way. <laughs> he shows up and is like, wait, I gotta go over there. Yeah. Well, all right, yeah. I guess. We're sorry. This was it's, we we shook. These are the rules. We shook hands. It's uh, <laughs> it's 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 Scott Lightman was there to, to right yeah to uh-huh. bless it and right? and confirm it and that's what happens exactly. Um, the most interesting rule development that impacts these portal guys is the fact that they can come practice with the teams already. Yeah. And I'm I'm really fascinated by that. Um, you know, there's been talk that uh, that Justin Wright would mm-hmm. uh, would be practicing uh, with the team, be out in Arizona. Um, we'll see if anybody else is uh, uh, you know involved in that. Mike Gundy didn't want to get into details. My, my favorite was Gundy saying, "We'll see who shows up." Right? Is Justin Wright just hitching a ride to Phoenix? Right? I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, maybe we needed to check for him on, on I-40 or, or yeah. something on the way out there. I don't know. But I I really am intrigued by that. Um, find it a little odd that they yeah. would allow it but it's, if it's available you might as well take advantage of it so a lot of rule changes you also got the red shirt rule now where the this bowl games are not going to impact the red shirts right yeah for, so if you've played guys. four you can play in an extra one yeah. which the only two guys for oklahoma state that that impacts are cameron epps and dj mckinney mm-hmm. which is good for oklahoma yeah, state because their secondary is really thin a couple of dbs <laughs> not uh, not bad to have uh, i mean those guys immediately popped onto the depth chart uh, <laughs> that was released uh, on tuesday so um, interesting stuff going on right now. Um, let's let's look a little bit at the game. It's it's hard to know exactly what the heck yeah, is going to happen this in this. Is... You got new quarterbacks on both sides because they both had quarterbacks, mm-hmm. veteran quarterbacks, go in the portal. Um, you know, you got a coaching a, change going on at Wisconsin. Yeah, exactly. I, that's been chaotic. It's a mess. I I don't have a good feel of this game at all, to be honest. It's it's hard to get an idea with OSU. I mean, do you? I can't even pick OSU right now in my head. Right, right, right. I mean, it's hard right now because of all the. I mean, they lost their starting running back, starting quarterback, starting linebacker, starting cornerback. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Lacey has been hurt, but he's not playing. Obviously, right. I mean, you got guys that just so many holes. I don't know how they right. how they're going to fill them and no. win this game against a team like Wisconsin that that's got holes too, but it's also a team that's big, physical, and really good. Right. And plays really good defense. Mm-hmm. It's going to test your true freshman quarterback. Uh, that that I mean, nobody's officially said that Rangel is the guy, but I asked Gundy about it today, and he didn't. He didn't balk at it. Didn't yeah, didn't slow down. So, um, you know, I'm curious to see what kind of developments Rangel might have made over. You know, they've had ten practices for mm-hmm. for bowl season uh, with him as the guy, um, and and you know more than that, going back to what he had during the regular season. So. You want to see uh, you want to see some development in that that period of time. You know mm-hmm. the number of practices now that he's had being the number one guy. So, um, you know, obviously blocking is gonna is gonna matter. Still, the offensive line hasn't changed. It's still the same guys right now. So, um, you've got to uh, got to play better up there against a, a defensive front that's that's pretty stout. So there are going to be some some real challenges. Um, you know, Wisconsin's offense doesn't scare you, but it might not take a lot of points to no. beat this Oklahoma State team right now. So it's it's hard to know what this is going to look like here in uh, uh, what less than a week now, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's it's unpredictable. Um, you know what I'm looking forward to though, mm-hmm. seeing a football game in a baseball stadium. I am too. I'm actually really excited about that. Um, I wish might, it was at Fenway. Yeah, Fenway um, or Yankee Stadium. Right. Um, but it's still cool. It is. Um, it might be number two on my list out behind the Camelback for this trip. 
Yeah, I can agree with that. Seeing a game in a baseball stadium like yes. that. So, though I did hear it gets cold. So if you're an OSU fan watching this, it gets cold in that stadium. There's no heater because it's Phoenix. Right. Yeah. So apparently it gets cold in that stadium at night. Interesting. So at this time of year. So be prepared. Do we have an open air press box? That's that's a very valid question. All right. I, I was wondering that myself last night. We need to figure that out. So yeah, apparently do. it gets cold though. All right. Good to know. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I saw I saw some people kind of taking shots at uh, at the guaranteed rate bowl for it being in a baseball stadium, as if it was some sort of makeshift thing. Uh, but no, I think it's, it's I think it's pretty cool. Why not have something cool about this to draw it? I mean, it's right. not. I mean, you know, the way people are opting out and transferring things, some sort of draw. Let yeah. it be the baseball stadium yeah. aspect of it. There's a pool out there, right? Yeah, there's a pool in the outfield at the at the Diamondback Stadium, and it's in it's in essentially downtown Phoenix, from what yeah. I understand. Yeah, it is. So, uh, I've been to a game there, a baseball okay. game. Yeah, yeah. So you know, whereas State Farm Stadium for the Fiesta Bowl was amazing, it's outside but it's of town, way out there. Yeah, I'm, yeah. This is I'm cool. Excited. It's downtown, and there might be. Listen, at the baseball game they serve a churro dog, <laughs> and it's incredible. It's literally like a donut, like a long john. With a churro in it, covered in ice cream and some syrups and stuff. It's awesome. So, I mean, if they could serve that, I think fans should go grab that, too. Well, now I'm excited. Yeah. You said churro dog. I didn't know what direction we were going to go. Whether there was going to be like a hot dog with some No, no. It's a complete dessert. Okay. And it's awesome. All right, then. Good to know. Yeah. All right. So, if they're serving that, then get that, too. Uh, Sign me up. I'm I'm in for all of it. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to see what Phoenix has to offer me on Christmas Day when I get out there. Oh yeah, well I, I don't know about what to tell you on that. Early afternoon on Christmas Day, so I'm not coming until the day after. Yeah. So I'll see you then. Yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully the uh, the uh, amenities at the Camelback. Yeah, are, I, I, the Camelback take, take care of you. The Camelback always delivers. Day. Yes, always. Um, all right, is it time for the uh, the Stone Cloud Six Pack? I think it is. Yeah, I think it is too. All right. As always, three uh, three football topics, and, and I've done uh, my and homework a, as always. Yeah, I haven't even told you what's uh, what the topics nope, are. Not a clue. Here we go. So, uh, let's jump right in. Picks up, pick up right where we were uh, just talking about quarterbacks over or under two hundred and forty nine point five passing yards for Garrett Rangel. Over, going over, going over. I can see it. I'm going under, going but under. I could, I can totally see. Him throwing the ball fifty times. I think I'm going the fifty times and throwing it over and going mm-hmm. over. I think I just they've they've got more depth at receiver than running back mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So I think that's and we know what the blocking issues too. Mm-hmm. So I'm going over. Yeah. And if they give him the opportunity to get the ball out quick, yeah. Utilize Brennan Presley, John Paul Richardson. Yeah. I could I could see you know airing it out a lot and getting um, getting the over. I'm going under. I just, man, this defense is really good. Yeah, it's um, fair. So, we'll see. All right, one more offense. We've got uh, offense and a defense here to finish it up. Okay. Number two in the Stone Cloud six-pack. Who's going to have the most carries for this Oklahoma State offense? Ollie Gordon. Think so? I think so. I think he, last game, earned the right to have the most carries. Yeah. I think he's the guy. I, he and uh, Sean Tyler will be the guys next year. Yeah. I uh, I'm gonna agree with you. I was going fi- I was back and forth, thinking that they uh, that they might try to get uh, get Jaden Nixon going a little bit, 
Mm. Uh, but I didn't even hesitate. That's yeah. That's Ollie Gordon. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna stick with you. I think yeah. I think so too. I think that it's time to go ahead and show him that he's your guy. Yeah. So uh, I'm going with you there. All right. This one. Uh, this one is uh, is another intriguing one. Leading tackler in the guaranteed rate bowl for Oklahoma State. Jason Taylor. That's that. That seems like the safe bet. Yeah, I think so. I think he's going to make a lot of plays. Could be his last game mm-hmm. in a Cowboys uniform, right? Uh, so I think he's really going to go out there and make a lot of plays. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to disagree with you that that's uh, a very likely scenario. I'm going a little bit off uh, off the book here. I'm going with Lamont Bishop. That's a good one. I was just thinking he's going to be the one to replace Cobb. He is. I've been a big fan of this guy, yeah. and, and Mason Cobb does some really special things, mm-hmm. which is why he started ahead of, of of Bishop all year. But I think this guy's pretty dang solid, and I think he's gonna I think he's gonna yeah. be in a lot of, on a lot of tackles. That's fair. So that's who uh, that's who I'm going with for that one. And uh, with that, we'll move to the the second half of the Stone Cloud Six Pack. Our draft. This is the fun part. And I've I think it's on this one. It's pretty obvious that right now we have to draft christmas movies yes absolutely best time of the year for christmas movies it is i can watch them anytime but I love I, absolutely them. that's the way we are at my house yes. me and tayden will uh, will bust out if home alone pops on boom right yeah it's on all right well i, I might regret this in the end mm-hmm. because i think this is going to be a, a a very contested it's going to be a very contested draft we're going to have to do some pinochle or something right here. yeah but i'm gonna go ahead and, and give you in the christmas spirit you're wearing a nice green christmasy yeah, shirt yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna give you the first pick in oh, the christmas man. movie draft i think i know what yours is gonna be <laughs> and i think i'm gonna go you can you listen go go with what you want go with your gut no, take what I, you want I, I i there's there's plenty to choose yeah. from. wait wait before we draft we have to establish one very important fact is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Oh, absolutely. Okay. It is. All right, then. Which just reminded me, dang, that might change my first pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's so many good Christmas movies. Right. I know you're going to – I'm just doing it. I'm taking Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew yeah. that's what you wanted. Yep, yep. It's got to be the it's first just, overall pick, it's, though. It's got to be. If, it's the if classic. You, if you hadn't taken it, it I would have been yeah. more depressed that it wasn't the number yeah, one overall pick. Yeah, and so we watch it multiple times every December, mm-hmm. and – We've only watched it once this year. We've got a two-year-old running around, a little harder to get to some movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but we always make sure we watch that and because it's just so classic, all the different lines, the blessing, uh-huh. you know, just just all this stuff. Um, it's just it's the, the perfect Christmas movie. Uh, quick story, going all the way back to uh, uh, this would have been like, like a year or two after it had come out. Uh, my brother would have been like seven or eight years old, but uh, he had seen it already. Um, we go to my great grandma's house and and uh, getting ready for Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. He offers to say the blessing, and and is does, that what he does? And does the pledge of allegiance? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. Yes. It was so fun. That's amazing. It yep. was great. I, we, the other day we had Cohen, my son, in our shirt uh, sweatshirt said it's a beaut, Clark. Ah, he's got a sweatshirt. Got all kinds of compliments from it when we were out and about. Very nice. Yeah, there's just all kinds of stuff. It's just the best. It absolutely is. Um, And I'm sorry I took it from you. I almost gave it to you in the spirit of the holidays. But you're right. It needs to be number one overall. It needed to be in the number one pick. Uh, So with my number one pick, I'm going a little bit bit odd here. 
I'm going to go with Home Alone 2. Oh, see, that would have been my choice. Really? I okay. think it's better than the first one. I, de- I think it's funnier. Yes. I, yes. I think... I, I, I think uh, I, I, I sort of like the uh, the obviously number one is more original mm-hmm. um, because they just copied the storyline. But I think number two is funnier. Yes, I do too. I love it. I get excited every time. I always love watching the first one, but mm-hmm. I always seem to get a little bit more joy out of yeah. the second one. Yeah, and I get joy out of both of them. But right. the second one a little bit for me. Oh yeah. Uh, so um, the uncle is way funnier in the second one. The criminals yes. are funnier, especially yes. Marv. Marv's hilarious in the second one. Um, yeah, yeah, the creativity of it, all of it. It's, uh, I think it's uh, it's definitely more entertaining. Yeah, overall. All right, I want to take Home Alone my second pick, but I'm not going to do it. Okay, take an Elf. All right, because no, no argument here. It should. It's a first rounder in a definitely. in a normal definitely you know, more than two people kind of draft. Um, mm-hmm. It's a first rounder. I debated it for the first pick. To be honest, mm-hmm. it's the rare Christmas movie that can appeal to anyone of all ages. Yes. Most definitely. And it's just so great, and it makes me so happy mm-hmm. from yelling at Santa, I know him, I know him, to yeah. you smell like meat and cheese, uh-huh. to just the running and the, and the turnstiles, just the just everything about it is so wonderful. Yeah. It makes me so happy. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely, it's one of those that there are lines from it that I'll use year-round that mm-hmm. are, yeah. are spectacular. Like, oh, that's shocking. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite ones. When uh, you did it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The, uh, the, the coffee, yeah, absolutely. All right, bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Yes, that's exactly right. Thanks, Mister Narwhal. So much good stuff. That's an excellent choice. Yeah. I was hoping that one was going to drop to yeah. me in the in the uh, for the second pick. Now it's getting a little bit dicey. It is yeah. now that uh, that I'm trying to because you're there's a lot to uh, lot to debate here. I'm going to go ahead and do it. I brought it up to start this thing. I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm taking Die Hard. There you go. Second round pick. I was actually going to avoid taking it, so you could have it. All right. I want to take Die Hard. I love Die Hard. It's, oh, it's, but it's Go ahead. Amazing. Talk about it. Uh, no, I mean, uh, there's, there's not much to talk about. I mean, it, it is what it is. The, yeah. the, just the debate about whether it's a Christmas movie or not is, is the a, favorite part. It's a Christmas movie. It absolutely is. It's like Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. Yeah. It's all it's, Christmas time. Yes. It's, uh, it, but it's, it's fantastic. I've loved it forever. From yeah. the first time I saw it, so big fan. Um, the The entire series has always been entertaining mm-hmm. to me. There, there hasn't really been one that you're just like, yeah, no, I love them. Why they do that? Whereas, you know, Home Alone got pretty, pretty nasty after, after the two. first two. I didn't, they I didn't watch the one they put out last year. Now it was, uh, it I was never, pretty I solid. Never watched it. Yeah, Buzz came back. Yeah, uh, he was, uh, he was a, a character in it. Um, you know, it was definitely better than three, four, five. Uh, okay, but uh, because my son loves them all, because uh, he doesn't he, know any better. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, but he doesn't. No, <laughs> no, that's absolutely correct. So I've seen them all. Uh, yeah, at least at least the one that came out last year felt like a real movie. Yeah. So it was it was worth. It, it had some some good callbacks to the to to okay. one and two. So it was fun. My third pick. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. This might surprise you. There's some nostalgia factor here. Mm-hmm. The Santa Claus. With oh, Tim Allen. Oh, all right. That's solid. I love that movie so mm-hmm. much. My grandma, so I live, I've said this before, I lived with my grandma and grandpa growing up for nine mm-hmm. years. My grandma was obsessed with Christmas. Yep. Obsessed with it. Had Santas out year round. Poinsettias were her favorite. All this stuff. Just obsessed with it. Eh, that was great. one of her favorite movies we used to watch together all the time. 
I've watched it repeatedly. I love that movie so much. I was legitimately thrilled that they re- they brought it back this season and did the series on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. I've watched it. I laughed. I enjoyed it. They've renewed it for season two. I'm excited already. I could they could put it out now. I'd watch it. I love the Santa Claus. I love everything about that movie. The the pure joy in the in the North Pole. I think the North Pole is amazing. Mm-hmm. The jokes, everything. I just I just absolutely love that movie. Yeah, I I cannot disagree. Um, I enjoyed two pretty good. Yeah, uh, three number, was not number, good. Number three got a little bit weird. Yeah, three was three was all off all just just off the map. But mm-hmm. two was pretty good. Three. And the new series I thought was great. It's cheesy at times, but right. I thought it was great. I, I have to it. check it out. I did not, uh, I really not invest it. in that. 30-minute right. episodes. There's only like six of them. Right. It's great. Um, I feel pretty safe that, that we can have this conversation and not uh, tip off what my final pick is going to be. So what else What else would you throw out there? That uh, there's, there's one big one, I think, that uh, maybe two big ones that are, uh, that are out there. Um, but I... Uh, I can't really. So I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to pick any either of the uh, the ones that I'm thinking about as the ones that yeah, are looming. Yeah, one of the ones I would have picked have been the Grinch with Jim Carrey. Right. Absolutely love that one too. We always watch mm-hmm. that one. Home Alone, since it's still on the right. board. Yes, exactly. Um, a Christmas Story. See, I kind of think that's a little overrated. I'm I'm with you. A lot of people love it. I'm um, not obsessed I, with it. There's, uh, there are parts of it that I really enjoy, yeah. but, but it's really hard for me to But I will say we just watched the sequel they just put on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. We just watched it the other night, and it's actually – I enjoyed it. Really? I think I might have liked it more than the original. Yeah. I don't know why, uh-huh. but I just kind of enjoyed it. Um, yep. That was a lot of fun. Um, see, and my wife makes fun of me for this one. I love Ernest Saves Christmas. She, she makes fun make, of me for that she one, should and make I don't care. I don't care. I used to watch it as a kid. Ashley, and so keep making fun of him. And so I haven't watched it in forever because she doesn't like it. But uh, yeah, you know, but I have it on DVD. I'm not gonna lie. And uh, <laughs> I'm surprised so, it made it to DVD. So yeah, it sure did. Congrats to you for that. <laughs> yeah, and it's a collector's item apparently. <laughs> yeah. um, so that um, Polar Express is good. Yeah, Polar Express is really big at my house. My son, yeah, my I bet son it loves, is, yeah. loves that. That and the Grinch are probably would probably yeah, be his, yeah. his first two off the board. What am I missing here? I feel like I'm missing something. Um, another thing that I, I strongly considered in this spot was the claymation Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, those are great. Are those movies? Hmm. Oh, that's uh, a that's a that's a fair debate that we yeah. would, that would it would require another yeah. podcast probably yeah so that's uh that's a, that's a good question I don't know how long that lasts it might be it might be just TV yeah. show length seemed like question. it was really long back it when I was a kid. probably was you know um the animated Frosty the Snowman is another one, one that probably yeah. falls into that same category I don't know if it's, if it qualifies as a uh, as a oh, movie I, or not I love Jingle All the Way that's a good one I enjoy that's that one. one it comes on TV I'll mm-hmm. watch it I enjoy it it's a good one. Um, this is a weird one. Christmas with the Cranks. I, uh, I, I have a, some yeah. moments that I enjoy. Four Christmases it. is another one I kind mm-hmm. of enjoy some moments. Yeah. Um, one that I didn't know existed that I just watched the other day is Last Christmas. Uh, it's a uh, it's a, like a 2019 movie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Where the, with like the girl a that's in it's a rom- romantic movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the girl from Game of Thrones whose name I can't remember. Yeah, we moment, Ashley and I saw that in theaters actually at uh, the Carnegie Theater. We went to, to the ah, day there and saw Christmas lights. Fun. All right. So. But the one I'm going with, um, this was uh, probably still is my dad's favorite Christmas movie. So we watched it every year mm-hmm. as soon as as soon as VCRs became a thing mm-hmm. 
and he got a copy of this. I think he actually recorded it off TV, and we just watched that copy until he could actually buy buy one later. Um, but so we watch it every year, usually multiple times. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. That's a good one. That's it's, a good one. It's uh, it's solid, but it just um, it's one of those that I I, I watch and takes me yeah. back to nineteen eighty eight. So yeah, I I enjoy it for for that reason. We didn't talk about it. it's a wonderful life. That was another Which one was, I was going to mention. But I kind of find depressing. Yeah, it's a little. It's I don't. A little, it's not. It's I don't not find your typical it as uplifting as yeah. a lot of people love that movie. And I don't find it that uplifting. Right. Yeah. And so I just yeah I kind of I kind of skip out on that one a yeah. little bit myself. And I'm sure there's lots more that we're that we're missing. I look forward to the comments yes. to see what gets thrown out there that we uh, that we missed in yes. this because there are a lot of good options that we have not discussed yet. Um, Bad Santa. Bad Santa. I enjoy that's Bad another, Santa. That's that's uh, that's pretty solid. That's got some some funny stuff in it as well. So, yeah, lots of good ones out there for uh, for the folks on YouTube to jump on it. Yeah, and uh, and offer up in the comments. All right, was that uh, is that going to do it? I think I, so. I think we did it. We brought it back. Right now, we get to head to Phoenix and exactly. see some actual football. Yeah, as long as Twitter Spaces is still a thing by the we'll time we get yes. out there, yeah. we'll have a Twitter space. There's no guarantee on that. No guarantee. If there is one, we'll do it. Yes, we'll. Uh, It'll we'll be super sure. late. Mm-hmm. But you're welcome to join us in Twitter That's spaces. Right. Yeah, because it's what a nine fifteen start here. Oklahoma time, so you're looking at uh, two or three in the two, morning, probably two to three a.m. when uh, when we're actually well, getting around to the Twitter spaces, watching Christmas movies after Christmas. Right, join us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There you go. All right. Well, with that, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you to the folks back at the office for putting this together and uh, getting it out on uh, on YouTube and Apple and all those great things. And uh, Merry Christmas from yeah. the Cowboy Chronicles. Happy holidays. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.